when you worship the Lord, there is a current that flows from heaven. It doesn't come where you are at. You go where it is at. And when you get in that current, everything eases up. Cares of this world. Pressure. And when we were entering into that current that Pastor Jonathan led us into, the word of the Lord came to me. God is releasing you into the psalmist ministry. There's going to be songs, not just these little what you think are just, you're making up these little ditties. They're downloads. And you're partaking of the psalmist anointing that's on my life. Songs in the night. There's, you understand the current. You understand that flow and it's not enough for you to lead your people there i'm not talking about a worship leader although all pastors should be to some degree i'm talking about the psalmist and here's the reason the psalmist ministry is so necessary with the prosperity revelation because the prosperity revelation is on the leading edge. You, you have the prophetic mantle on you. And there are times when God just says, you know what? This is new territory that you're going into. There needs to be a new song. And in the past, we've just sang in tongues. And we've just let that go as that's the new song and rightly so you can sing in tongues don't get me wrong I do it all the time and just leave it at that but the psalmist ministry David understood that and David understood that when the enemy was pressing in that he could lift up his voice and get in that current and as he got into that current all of his people partook of that same current so there's going to be songs in the night there's going to be songs that are just uh, put in your spirit there's going to be subjects that come up to you that all of a sudden you're going to be like man that'd be a good song and, and uh, God's going to hold you responsible for that it's not something now that you, you knew in the back of your mind and you wondered about and thought well you know but I like to sing. I know music and all that. No, this is the psalmist, psalmist ministry. It's a different ball game. It's not. It's not. Uh, 
They're songwriters, all kinds of songwriters, but they're not psalmists. See, a psalmist knows that current. The psalmist is somebody that breaks ground, that goes in and uh, defies the enemy and downloads out of the throne room of God that which heaven is even playing at this very moment. And you get in that current and things begin to break off of people. David, because he was a psalmist, he'd get in that current and evil spirits would leave when, when uh, he would play on his harp. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't because he was playing on that harp. It was, it was because he was the sweet psalmist of Israel. And God is, is taking you into that place, son. You better listen to me now. He's going to teach you. It, it, this ain't something you can go to some conference and learn about. This is not something that, uh, you know, you have to pray about. It'll, it'll, it'll just, it's already been working in you. You just didn't know that's what it was. You thought it was, that, you know, that's just, you, you know, the music in you. It's more than that. And see, it, it had to come now. It had to come now. My job is to make, pull greatness out of people. And there's a psalmist inside of you that's been trapped ever since you was a little kid. Power on you, Jesus' name. You know how it is when he opens his mouth. I mean, you got, you got beautiful worship team and beautiful voices, anointed voices, but something happens when he opens his mouth. Come on, am I telling the truth? I'm sitting right over, standing right over, and the Lord said, <laughs> before he even took off, he said, there's going to be CDs, music come out. When I say CDs, that's the old-fashioned way. There's music coming out of here. He's going to lead it. And then the Lord said, I need you to release him into the psalmist ministry. It's going to take you to do it. Now I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, follow him when he gets in that current. That's what happens in Frankfurt. I got one of the best worship leaders right there with Pastor Ed. But when that, and he knows how to get in that place. But when that psalmist thing comes on me, it's another ball game. It's another dimension. See? See? And it's necessary for the prosperity message because you're a leading-edge church. My goodness, we, we, we could dismiss and go home right now and this whole ministry be changed. We're not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let heaven hear you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you tonight. We're gathered in this place. To learn from you. And I thank you, Lord God, for this ministry. I thank you, Lord God, for Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kim, and their whole staff and this whole wonderful church. Lord God, that they, they, they understand this is way more than just being born again. That we're doing kingdom work here. And I pray over these, your people tonight, that they have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive what you're speaking to them personally and corporately. Lord God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you, Lord God, for these precious people that have come into your house, Lord God, to hear directly from you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You're my strength. You're my redeemer. The gift that you placed within me, release it now to your people. And I thank you, Lord God, for just a wonderful night in your presence, in your spirit, in your love. In Jesus' name. So be it, amen. amen. Won't you love on somebody near you? Tell them Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. you guys thank you guys come on give it up for the worship team right oh have we been having a time this week 
I'm happy. Praise the Lord. It's such a pleasure to come here all the you know just each time we come here it's just such a pleasure there's some places i go it's like oh jesus got to deal with this <laughs> i'm serious but not this place we count down the days we'll be texting uh, pastor kim and pastor jonathan back and forth you know three more sleeps you know <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> And hopefully you're doing the same thing. Look, <laughs> but uh, they're such gracious hosts, and and uh, you are privileged. Believe you me, you are privileged. Yeah, go on if you're gonna do it. For their leadership in such an hour that we're living in, and uh, you know it's just remarkable how God connects. Uh, people it's also remarkable how he disconnects people <laughs> have you had some disconnects <laughs> ah, hallelujah we won't stay there long will we <laughs> but if you're going to go on with jesus you'll you'll experience a couple of them amen Whoo! i'm just settling in this horse is going to take off in full gallop here in a minute <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. We've been looking at how to become rich. And, uh, you know, that title in itself runs a bunch of people off. Because they think that all we think about is getting money. See? You know, I had a lady come to our church. She only been here two or three times. And uh, she slides a note underneath my office door. I don't get them notes anymore. I don't know if my secretary just throws them away or whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, the note said, we've been coming here, and you don't even know the names of our children. I thought to myself, I know people that have been coming here for 10 years. I can't remember all the names of the kids. <laughs> what is that? Does that mean you're not a pastor if you can't name them? I know my grandkids when they come running up. You know, but, you know, a lot of times i got to... Tell Mama Alberta, what's that, what's that, what's that in his name here? <laughs> they know where this pocket is, though, I tell you that. They know. <laughs> and she went on in that note and said, Pauline, she said this. She said, won't you ever preach about the cross? I thought to myself, are you hearing anything that I'm preaching? He became poor. <laughs> right? Right? And I said, Lord, please, please, please let me do this. I'm asking you. 
let me preach on the cross of prosperity, please. He said, do it. So the next Sunday, I said, I'm going to preach about the cross. She's, she's, she's in there with her kids that I don't know their names. <laughs> and I started preaching on the cross of prosperity. Wrote a book on it. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good book. And uh, see, people have this warped way of thinking that uh, when you talk about money, when you talk about resources, when you talk about uh, success, that somehow that doesn't fit in with Christianity. And, uh, <laughs> and the way Christianity, religion has made it, it don't fit in. But when you get over into the kingdom, uh, it fits in big time. And we are, we are living substandard at such a time as this. The body of Christ is way behind the, the, the curve of where we ought to be. You know, I had, I had another one. Say so he said to me, uh, it was it got to me. Let me say it this way: the devil has a way of getting it to you. And uh, said uh, you, you preach that thing out of balance. That's all you preach about. You you need to preach a balance uh, message, right? Now, see, I used to work in a service station where uh, we we balanced tires back in the old bubble balance days. Remember that bubble balance. And when those things were out of balance, especially way out of balance, you had to put a whole lot of weight on that to get it balanced. And so I just let that, that individual know, uh, I'm just balancing this thing. We so out of balance now, we got to get the thing back. We got to get the bubble back in the middle. Right? And so uh, thank God for ministries like this. And, I, you know, I listen from time to time what your pastor's preaching. And it's not always money, money, money or prosperity, whatever. He touches on marriage and raising children and how to flow in the Holy Ghost and evangelize and the anointing. And you're getting it all here, right? It's just all laced in prosperity because that's... <laughs> That's, 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 that's their lane. That's my lane. See? I mean, I can teach on healing, and by the time I'm done teaching on healing, uh, we're taking up an offering for something. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we've been looking at how to become rich. John 1, 12 has been our springboard, springboard verse. If you'll put that up on the screen, please. John 1, 12. Let's put our eyes on it once again. And it says, To as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. Power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And we looked at how that first verse said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when it says, when it says To as many as received, he came unto his own. And his own received him not, but to as many as received the word, right? To them gave he power 
to become. See, so there's, there, the word has to be received because the word, when it is received, contains power in it. You can't make yourself become rich unless you try to do it, you know, through education, working real hard. And, there, and I'm not opposed to education. I'm not opposed to working real hard. But uh, in your education, don't educate God out. In your, in your working, don't uh, work God out. Supernatural increase on top of what you're doing. Are you following? Alberta and myself, we just learned how to do it without education, without a job, right? And uh, so God took me and Mom Alberta and, 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 and showed us how to do it without any worldly connections. And I'm not saying education and a job is worldly. I'm just saying God separated us unto himself to uh, impart into us uh, how this thing actually works so that, and we didn't know it at the time. We, just, we, thought, we thought all Christians did this. You know, we thought, every, we thought everybody sold out like, and I'm not saying uh, if you, you, you got to give everything away to be sold out. I'm just saying moving in that dimension. Uh, we didn't know what God was up to. Now, and so many times God's doing something inside you and you don't really understand it all. Just follow him. And then the understanding you'll get later. Now, now I know what's on us. I know what we're carrying. And God wants what's on us and what we're carrying to even be more. So he's challenging us uh, upward. And we'll probably get into that uh, Sunday morning. But uh, to many... As many as received the word, to them gave he power to become or come into being, come into existence. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become. So you and I are into a becoming process. We looked, we looked at Abraham, how he became that which was spoken, right? And so uh, just because... And, and God spoke it. The word came to him. And, and in the word coming to him was power to become. See? And we're looking specifically at how to become rich. See? See? And, you know, when you teach this, you always got somebody watching by internet. Nobody in here. <laughs> that they look at this through covetous eyes they look through look at this as a get rich quick scheme or they look at it through uh laziness because they lazy and then, you know and then they, are you are you from jesus never called a lazy person everyone everyone was working right so you know that's a qualification <laughs> but we won't go there so, you know, I've mentioned each night how different individuals, they go to medical school uh, to learn how to become a doctor or a nurse. They go to law school to learn how to become a lawyer or a judge or whatever in the judicial system, right? 
where you and I should be able to come to Bible school and learn how to become rich. And, and listen, be careful with Christian television because uh, Christian television, you'll have one person one moment saying uh, God heal it, God's healing is for everybody. And then the next person gets up there and says, well, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But when you get over in the area of finance and when you get over in the area of prosperity, it's almost appalling now what is on there. You know, somebody's got a half-hour show and they got a five-minute clip of them preaching and then 25 minutes of, you know, if you, miracle seed here and all this stuff. And I, and I know about miracle seed. But what, what has happened is uh, they're raising money, millions of dollars, through that. And uh, what's heartbreaking is Christians fall for it. They don't know the difference. See? And, and, uh, and I'm not saying every, every, every person on Christian television, you understand what I'm saying? But, but, but uh, it's there. And uh, we ought to know the difference. We ought to know what's right and what's wrong and what's real and not real, right? And so the, in our first session, we looked at you must understand God's will for you to be rich. We're talking about a mind change, right? Number two, you must understand Jesus Good class. Number three. Wonderful. Now, I was talking to Pastor Jonathan at lunch today, and I told him most Christians never get past the first three. They never get past the first three. Much less to 12. See? And so what, what awaits them? The Babylonian system. See? See, so uh, there, there must be a mind change, a mind renewal, right? Then uh, last night was our second session, and we looked at how you got to talk right, or you got to talk rich, you got to have a heart change. And number four, we found out was... Try that again. There we go. There we go. I mean, that's, that's so important. You got you to call those things which be not as though they were. And then we looked at uh, number five. You got to get that kind of language out of your vocabulary. And the only way that happens is a heart change. A heart change. See? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, remember? I don't have time to go there because where we're going tonight. And number six, we left off with this. So all lack talk must be replaced by abundance talk. Right? Now for tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number seven. You ready for this? You must get rid 
of any hoarding lack habits. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> this is the third session. You must act rich or now it's behavior change. We've had mind change, we've had heart change, now we're talking behavior change. And what God starts to do, He starts saying, oh, you rich? Then some of this stuff got to go now. <clears throat> I'm going to get in your business tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to get in your closet, in your attic, in your garage. Ah, <laughs> Hallelujah. First Samuel, first Samuel. Uh, you was glad you came till we got there. <laughs> first Samuel ten. In 1 Samuel 10, Saul has been anointed king. And uh, Samuel goes to anoint him in front of all of Israel, and they can't find him. Right? And then uh, they're like, oh, where, where's Saul at? Now, he's supposed to be king. He has an anointing waiting on him for king. Just like you are supposed to be living king. There's an anointing waiting on you for king. But something is holding him back. And we see it in verse 22. They inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he had hid himself among the stuff. Oh, I'm going to get in your stuff. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hid himself among the stuff. The prophetic is there. The anointing is there to take him to a place of elevation. But he is hiding with his stuff. We like our stuff, don't we? We like our stuff. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We like our stuff. Our stuff. You know our stuff. See, I got some stuff. You got some stuff. But as you move into elevation, as you move into position that God has for you, some of that stuff, it don't go there. It don't go there. See, isn't this something how we get so attached to stuff? We'll, we'll have a whole room... We call it a storage room with just stuff in it. Now, understand, 
Chris, he's hidden in all that stuff. When, the, when it's time for him to be out in the open, where God wants to use, well, not God, you know, they wanted a king, but when it was time for him to assume that position, he wouldn't come out because he's hid with that stuff because i got to let go of this stuff. See, that stuff that he was hiding in ain't going to work in the palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that stuff's been in my family for three generations. You know that sentimental stuff. I tell you how important that stuff is. You go through your attic. Oh, remember this? See, you didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. Until you saw it. And then all of a sudden, uh, I might need that later. They don't even use those kind of tools anymore. That thing's on the wall of Cracker Barrel somewhere. But Grandpa built the log cabin with that thing. But yet you rich. Now see, I'm not saying God tells you to give away all Grandpa's stuff. But you got to make sure you... <laughs> You got to make sure you ain't hiding. Because there's certain seasons now. There's certain seasons that that stuff was good for that season. Matter of fact, God blessed you with that stuff for that season. But now you're at this season and that stuff don't fit in this season. Hey, God starts dealing with me about multi, right? Already at millionaire status, God starts dealing with me about multi. When he deals with me, I deal with you. And he took me into my stuff room. You know your stuff room, right? And I got some shoes. I, 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 I can challenge a lot of you women with shoes. Right? But I go in there, and the Lord said, you see them shoes right there? No, I don't see them shoes right there. Those shoes you have never even wore. Uh 
Multi-millionaires don't wear them shoes. Let me sit down here just for a minute. Make sure, make sure y'all hearing this thing. I ain't messing with my shoes now. Who you think he is coming in here? <laughs> uh, now I got, don't get mad at this. Don't get mad at this. Follow this. I have three closets. <laughs> one, one closet is all my suits and shoes and ties. Another closet is all my jeans and RVN concert stuff, right? And then another closet is all my blazers and jackets and shirts, okay? So God starts messing with my stuff. We back at the shoe department. And he said, they need to go. So I start thinking, who wears my size? Lord said, I didn't say nothing about that. Oh, what do you mean? These are brand new shoes. Some of them I only wore once or twice. I said, got to go. I said, where are they going? I'll take them to Goodwill, right? I mean, you think? Throw them away. Oh, I don't know if we'll get past seven tonight. <laughs> it's Friday, though, ain't it? It's Friday. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, I started separating these shoes. And Lord said, that pair over there. I ain't... That pair over there. That pair... Next thing I know, I need a bag. So I'm still battling over, you know, I can give these away. I can, Lord, I can bless somebody. He's doing something in me. Listen to me. He, he, listen to me. Somebody can say, well, that's just a waste when you hear the story. He's, he's doing something in me. And right now, he's doing something in you. Come on now. So I go get a trash bag. You know when them trash bags get big, right? Didn't take long before I got shoes all filled up in that trash bag. I need a second trash bag. I got two... Trash bags full of white shoes. 
Now watch this. Watch this now. I come out of there. These are going to the trash. I'm just going to do it. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like my mind, my soul. I, I don't even understand why my soul is so going through all this. And, it, and God is locating me where I'm at. Right? He's helping me get past hiding behind stuff for that season. So here I come out with two trash bags. Mom Alberta. What do you got there? I said, shoes. She said, where are you going with them? I said, I'm throwing away. She said, wait a minute. Right? Wait a minute. You can give them to somebody. Right? I said, I can't. She said, there's good shoes in there. I said, brand new ones. Brand new shoes. Right? Right? Hey, I'm a satan. And I looked at her, I said, honey, I got to do this. Next thing I know, she's upstairs. She's got bags of clothes that normally she gives to her daughters going in the trash. Brand new stuff. Now, see, if somebody listening to this, this is just stuff that doesn't fit. Come on now doesn't fit on this level. Are you following this? Now these shoes I got on. Just saying. They didn't go in the track. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, we, 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 we look at it like waste we look at it like loss when god knows what are you trying to do it doesn't fit where i'm taking you but see we don't want to let go of that watch this i paid good money for that I don't want to even think about how much money was in them two bags. Then the Lord went to my shirt closet. He went to my shirt closet. And he said, uh, you see those uh, shirts right there? Dress shirts. I said, yeah. He said, they're cheap. I said, Lord... They're cheap. They don't, they don't fit in multi. What are you saying? Throw them away. I, I got all these sons in my size that they can fit. Throw them away. So here's what I did. Here's what I did, John. Here's what I did. I'll throw them away after I wear them one time because they just come back from the dry cleaners. Good money. Right? So I told Alberta, I said, I'm throwing these shirts away, but I'm going to wear them one more time because they just come back from the dry cleaners. So, uh, 
And we and, and you got and you got that picture that's got that broke frame on it that you've been taping and gluing together, holding that thing. I'm telling you, we cannot hide from the promotion God has from us because of stuff. God's got stuff that you know not of. Come on. <laughs> and so I went through, I went, listen to this, I went through a few services wearing that, right? Every time I come home, I take that shirt off, trash, right? I'm feeling real good. And the Lord said, uh, that's not what I told you. Do you understand what's going on in your mind? In your mind, you're thinking about dry cleaning price. <laughs> and you wear it one more time. Do you want to delay this? Do you want to put this thing off? I went to my closet. I grabbed every one of them. Dry clean tags and all. Stuffed them in a garbage bag. Threw them babies away. Right? Right? You better, you better listen now. You better listen now. Because I, I found out he got some shirts I didn't know nothing about. This shirt right here. Ooh, man, I didn't, know, I didn't know they had shirts like this. See, because I'm still, I, I, I'm, I'm still buying cheap shirts. Now, see, when you're rich, you got options. Right? But all of a sudden, God takes that option away. Said, so, yeah, you can't, you can't operate with that option anymore. Oh my goodness! Holy Ghost doing that little spotlight right inside your stuff, ain't? <laughs> oh, the garbage truck in St. Pete, boy! I tell you what, he going. <laughs> we gonna have stuff out by the curb now, ain't we? Look at this, Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles. I better throw some more scripture at you to help you out to where you can breathe a little bit. Second Chronicles 25. Well, I'm saving that for a rainy day. It rain all the time. You can do nothing with it. You have a monsoon come through and you ain't never touched that thing. Right here in 2 Chronicles 25, say hallelujah when you're there. This king, in verse 6, he hired 100,000 mighty men of valor out of Israel for 100 talents of silver. But there came a man of God to him saying, O king, let not the army of Israel go with thee. For the Lord is not with Israel, to wit, with all the children of Ephraim. But if you will go, do it, be strong for the battle. God shall make thee fall before the enemy, for God hath power to help and to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, he says this to the prophet. But what shall we do for the hundred talents which I have given to the army of Israel? What about all that money we don't spend? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able 
to give thee much more than this. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But as long as we hanging on to stuff, my stuff, I worked hard for it. That's your problem, see? God's trying to get you out of the work hard stuff. He's trying to get you over where the blessing stuff, where he's brought it into your life. Come on now. Not your tax return. Hallelujah. <laughs> stuff. Stuff. The Lord is able to do more than that. See? And you got to, and I got to understand, there's a never-ending supply to our Father. And He knows how to locate you. He knows, we were talking about this today. He knows how to get you to the place where, mm, mm. And now, 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 you ain't located Him. He's located you. And now, all of a sudden, He's like, oh, so this is where we really are. See? And so when he, when he lets, he already knows where you're at. He needs you to see where you're at. And see, if you don't know where you're at, how do you know where to go? You know, <laughs> they got on the uh, uh, phones now. You know, you guys probably know this. I just discovered it. I just told my mom, I just discovered it this time down here. When, when uh, uh, Pastor Ed uh, landed at the airport, I'm trying to tell them how to get uh, to our condo, right? And so I'm looking up, I'm trying to find the address of the condo and all this stuff, you know, looking up, trying to find the name and all this like this. And then... Uh, after sending them, well, I'll just I, I find out the restaurant close by and send them there, and we will be close and all this stuff. And then, then after you know doing all this for about ten minutes, I find out on the maps there's this is a little blue dot. Yeah, that was blue dot. That, oh, look at see, see, see. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, just and y'all looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up on me. I'm catching it. I'm catching it. All you do is, it says my location. I don't even know the address where I'm at. You better catch this. But all I had to do was, hey! And then, uh, then I get a day dawn. I bet this works wherever you are. <laughs> I have now been located. Do I know where I am? Anywhere's I go. Come on. See? And so, a lot of times we look at it like loss. When God is just setting the stage, 
he, he, he's setting the stage. I'm able to do more than this. See? And, uh, you know, I got some nice stuff. Real nice stuff. And uh, I've blessed a lot of people with stuff. Real nice stuff. I had a, a white dove guitar that uh, is beautiful. Only two of them in the world. Only two of them in the world. I got one of them. The headstock, $5,000 out of the factory. Right? I got that baby. Thank you, Jesus. It's called the white dove. I know that's mine forever. Until I'm preaching one night. Right? Now see, watch this. Watch this now. Lord says, give that. Sow that. Right? Now see, here's another thing you got to understand. How attached are you to stuff? How attached are you? If you're going into how to become rich, come on. You appreciate stuff. He gives us all things to richly enjoy, not to get attached to. There, 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 there's family members that are fighting over stuff. Grandma died and they're fighting over the clock. Come on now. Come on now. The thing don't even work anymore. Yeah, but that was grandma clock. I remember when I was a little and then I'd just hear that thing tick, tick, tick. It ain't tick, tick. And if it were ticking, God don't want anything coming in between us and him. And he wants to bless us with all things that these things overtake us. But we can't let this stuff Hide who we are when he's ready to promote us. Somebody shout in here or something. He deals with you. There you are wearing it again or using it again. And, and it's like, uh, 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 it's lost its pizzazz. <laughs> Uh, it hasn't lost its pizzazz. It's still at the same pizzazz level. You've been elevated, and it don't fit no more. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, you know about the rich young ruler. He was attached to stuff. But Paul, he said this, what things I thought was gain. I moved to a level when I just kind of lost that I might gain what God has for me. You ne God's not taking things away from you. See, it, 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 it can seem like, 
Well, God don't let me have nothing. Every time I get something nice, he tells me to give it away. He's setting you up, honey. He's setting you up. And that couch ain't going to look good in that new house where he's taking you anyway. It don't fit in there. Trying to drag that old couch in there. The whole back end's ripped out of it. And we just put it up to the wall. And he's taking you into an open, open, open area floor plan where you ain't got no wall. You need, you need a brand new couch in that thing. But no. My aunt gave me that couch. That's where my husband proposed to me. <laughs> Go on and laugh. I mean, the only other thing is cry. And see, the thing about it is, when God's dealing you uh, with, with stuff, you try to act like you don't hear Him. Uh, come on now. When He starts dealing with you about that stuff, you act like you don't. Am I telling the truth? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. How to become rich. You can't hide your promotion with that old stuff. I'm not saying every time God elevates you, everything in your house has to go. I'm not saying that. But there are things that God will accent, highlight, make clear and evident to you. They don't belong where I'm taking you. Look, we see that in the secular market. There you are, and you know, uh, you, you had a landscape business, you know, and uh, you, you, you put on any kind of clothes you want to put on. It's your landscape business, right? And you go out there, but now you got an office job. Okay, okay, now something got to go. You're going to come in there with your cut-off shorts in there. Your little muscle t-shirt. That ain't, ain't, ain't going to work. Come on now. You understand what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Let's move on. We better get out of there. <laughs> Quick. All right, number eight, number eight. You must recognize and carry on your rich family heritage. That is important to rich folk. 
Oh, come on now. They want to know that their wealth and riches is not going to be squandered, but that, in fact, it's going to be built upon. Come on now. Right? And so uh, you and I must recognize our family heritage and carry on our family heritage. Now go with me to Judges. Let's make something clear before we get in this part. In Judges chapter 6, you got Gideon. You remember Gideon? God's going to use Gideon. But, God, uh, but Gideon don't think he can be used. Because of his natural family. Right? Judges chapter 6. And verse 14, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewithal shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor and in, in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. In other words, what he's saying, my family poor, and I'm the poorest one out of them. So he's disqualifying himself from what God wants his destiny to be because of his natural family. Now, I don't know. Maybe you come from a rich family. I didn't. We buried my mom and daddy in debt. Alberta's parents... They had no money to speak of. When they died, they left her $9,000. That was it. Huh? Yeah, 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 but I'm talking about you. Yeah, certainly. But it wasn't but $9,000. Right? What you going to do? Yeah, it's not life changing. Right? Now, now, the point being is we didn't come from a rich family. But now we, got, we can't look. We can't sit there and cry and say, how come we wasn't born with a silver spoon in our mouth? We can't go there. Right? We have to look at the family in which we belong. Now, this is, this is a must. This is a must because uh, when, when you know that you belong in the family, and it's a rich family. It's a rich family. I ain't talking about the God family. I'm talking about the family of Abraham. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Now understand that God is involved in Abraham. But see, a lot of Christians bypass Abraham. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God. And they don't step into the heritage, the rich heritage. So you got to know this. Come on now. So let's look at it. Uh, Galatians. Chapter 3. You know where I'm going. You're well taught here. 
Galatians chapter 3. It says here in verse 29, And if you be Christ, then are you just as much as Isaac, just as much as Jacob, just as much as Joseph. See, if you can get your head around that. And what you have that they didn't have is you're born again. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. You have this word. If you be Christ, are you Christ? Then automatically you are Abraham's seed. Now hold your place here and go to uh, Matthew Look how, the, Matthew chapter 1, this is how the New Testament starts. It starts this way. Matthew chapter 1. Look what it says here. In verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. The son of David. Son of Abraham. It does not go any further back. Come on now. Don't go to Noah. Don't go to Enoch. Don't go to Abel. Don't go to Adam. It goes to Abraham. Remember how the Pharisees would, 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 would uh, confront him? And, and, and uh, uh, Jesus would say, uh, if you just understood that uh, who I am, and they say, well, we're of Abraham. He said, if you were of Abraham, you'd rejoice to see me. Right? Right? And so there's this big battle over the heritage. Right? Right? And so uh, these that were saying, Abraham is our father. They in the natural... Abraham was in their lineage. Right? So they could trace themselves back to Abraham. And Jesus looks at them and says, You of your father the devil. Right? See? Now, this is how the New Testament starts. Tracing Jesus all the way back to Abraham. Now back to Galatians 3.29. If you be Christ. If you be Christ. You can trace your heritage. All the way back to Abraham. Why is that so important? Because God called Abraham out of his natural father and said, I'm going to make a nation out of you. I'm going to bless you, put a blessing on you, and whosoever will bless you, I will bless, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And in that same chapter, it says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, 
so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon you and I. Somebody shout in here. That has to be real to you. Not just enough to pass the charismatic quiz. Are you a child of Abraham? True. See? No, that's got to be real to you. Oh, listen, 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 listen. If your grandfather was some billionaire, right, and you're his pet, I mean, he don't, he don't even wait for your birthday, right? I mean, he's just showering you all the time, right? Your whole attitude towards price, your whole attitude towards cost, your whole attitude to where you live and how you live and how, what you wear and how, changes. Folks, Abraham superseded any billionaire on this planet. Come on now. That, this is not some spiritual analogy. This is the family in whom all of heaven and earth is named. If God is going to put his own son and say he's the son of Abraham, we got to wake up. Got to carry it on. Watch this. I have to be rich. For me not to be rich is a mockery to heaven. It's a mockery to my lineage. Well, the blessing was flowing good till we got to Philip. This will cost you friends. Family members. Think you in some cult? False teaching? All you think about is money? Ain't all you think about. Come on now. Hallelujah. Are you seeing anything? Now watch this. James chapter 2. You must recognize and carry on your rich family heritage. James chapter 2. These are must. These aren't suggestions. If you're going to be rich, you've got to be grounded in this. Well, how'd you get rich, Philip? You must have had some rich relatives. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Not, not just rich, very rich. How are we going to provoke the Jews to jealousy? How are we going to provoke them to jealousy 
if we don't step out of paycheck to paycheck, bonus to bonus, and get over into the blessing that maketh rich, they'll recognize it. See, they, 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 the, the Jewish people, even they're not born again, but they know that they have that heritage, they're still receiving the blessing. We should be superseding that. That's why they don't want to believe in Jesus. They look at us and they say, why would we live like that? That's how all the cursed nations live. Come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this, James chapter 2. This is what your book says. Are you there? Yes. Verse 21. This is New Testament. This is Pastor James, the pastor of the J Jerusalem church. And he says this, was not Abraham our father justified by giving an offering? You talk about stuff. How about your own son? Come on now. Come on now. Abraham is our father. Luke 13. When you in the royal family, there is, you got to recognize, you know, they're having a big hassle over there with his recent marriage. M married outside of royalty. And you know, uh, I don't keep up with all that, but uh, it, 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 from what I've seen, glimpses of it, she's kind of bucking the royal way of living. And now, now, now you're trapped. Oh, that's what people do when they, when they marry a heathen. Unequally yoked. There you are, royalty. And, 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 and you got dazzled by her eyes or his, his, his eyebrow. Come on, join air. Come on now. You must recognize and carry on your rich family heritage. 
God wants you and I so blessed that when we go into heaven, it doesn't shock us. It'll be splendor. Don't get me wrong. But it's but it, but imagine imagine these imagine these people that are just you know. I mean they 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 just choke on anything that has any kind of cost beyond their soul. See? And they're going to walk in there and heaven. And they're going to be like, oh, no, Jesus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right? And Jesus is going to say, follow that road right there down to the elementary school. And uh, stay there about 10 million years till you learn the blessing. And then, and, and then you'll be all right. Come on now. Now, you know heaven's going to supersede anything that uh, we have. But, but it, it should be, uh, you know, the Bible says days of heaven on earth. We should be, we should, we should be tasting. We should be uh, experiencing God's hand moving in our lives in, a, in an extraordinary way. Right? Now, in Luke 13. I mean, I could, I could really, really preach this thing, but I'm not. It says here, I'm talking about, the, this is just so rich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 11. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up. Lift up herself. Now listen to me. All your education, all your talent, all your witty ideas, you're never, ever going to be able to lift up yourself where God wants you. I don't care how good you got it. Wife got a good job. Hubbing got a good job. I mean, you know, uh, kids got a good job. Dog got a good job. Oh, God's blessed. I know, I know. But he wants to lift you up. This woman been bowed over for 18 years and could not lift herself up. Now, we know that in, 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 in this actual story, she had a spirit of infirmity and she was physically impaired. But what we can pull out of this is so rich, and you're pulling it out of me. <laughs> That she could not promote herself. She could not get up where she needed to be in life. You understand? Now watch. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, how great is your faith. Huh? Huh? 
You better watch this now. He never tells this woman, your faith has made you whole. Never. Never. All the other times in these healings, you know, thy faith, who touched me? You know, all this other stuff. Right? Not here. He sees her. And she can't lift herself up. And Jesus calls her to him. And says, woman, be loosed. In other words, be loosed into that higher dimension of living. Come on now. Come on now. Now watch this. All it takes is Jesus to loose you. All it takes. And you go from here to here real quick. Now watch. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, and them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, You hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Now watch. The qualification that required her not to even use her faith. Ought not this woman being? No, 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 not shall be. This woman knew it. She was being. Right? She she'd already she she knew it. See? Whether she had her Abraham t-shirt on. Something she knew that she was a daughter of Abraham, and somehow Jesus picked up on that. And that was the qualification. Because she was in the family, we ain't supposed to be like this. You're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Nothing about faith. Now, we don't throw faith out the window. But she knew that she was a daughter of Abraham. Something happens when you recognize and carry on your rich heritage. Come on now. I'm a son of Abraham. Come on now. Come on now. I'm talking about in the family, in the spiritual lineage, we understand we're children of God. Right? Right? But that lineage, if God calls Jesus the son of Abraham, then who are we to get all theological? See, you can't keep thinking about mom and dad. You can't keep thinking about grandma and grandpa. See? See? 
Now, praise God if you had rich, rich, rich parents that taught you. Not just rich parents, but rich parents that taught you this. But you probably didn't. See? See? So what God does, He puts you in His family and gives you spiritual parents that are going to teach you how to become rich. Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, that is the whole qualification from her going from 18 years of not being able to lift herself up to boom immediately. It doesn't take God long. He needs you to understand, recognize. Go back to that recognition thing. That you recognize and carry on your rich heritage. Come on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. Well, let's get to number nine. My goodness. Here we go. You ready for number nine? Number nine. You must acquire rich mannerisms. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You must acquire rich mannerisms. God don't need no Beverly Hillbillies. Jethro's and Ellie Mays, Granny's, Uncle Jed. <laughs> Your mannerism will change. Luke chapter 9, we're already in Luke. Just go back a few pages, please. You still all right? It's Friday night, right? Verse 51, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Uh And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will you that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Now you better underline this. You know not what manner of spirit you are of. 
you know not what manner of spirit you are of. When you don't know what manner of spirit you are of, your mannerisms will be contrary to what you, can, what you are of. Are you following that? Right? Genesis. You got to know what manner of spirit you are of. See? You can't, you can't, you, your, your manners, your manners change. Now look, I, I, you know, we live in a nice place. And uh, we've been living there for 15, 16 years, something like that. And, uh, you know, uh, in this community, they call it, uh, they have what is called the country club, right? And uh, this country club, which we're members of, has particular uh, things that are required as a member of that club, right? And when Alberta and I first joined that club, when I would walk in there, I felt so intimidated. Because here I go walking in all dressed in white, long hair. Ain't nobody in there like that, right? And uh, I remember the Lord speaking to me because he knew I was nervous. And he said, Philip, there are people here that are coming down as you're going up. One of the biggest car dealers in that city lived there and totally lost everything while me and Mom Alberta kept accelerating, still going up. And so uh, our manners had to uh, be on that level. Now you're talking, I'm talking about, you know, uh, the governor come in there, right? Senator come in there, right? You know, there's, there's some stuff going on in there. And here's the preacher man, right? right? right. And uh, after a while, I got in that. I got in it. You understand what I'm saying? Now I walk in there and been doing this for years like I own the place. Right? Joking around with whoever the hostess is and they all know me, you know, and blah, 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 blah. Well, and, and, and listen, I'm not taking a shot at my son, Desnor. I'm not taking a shot at him. But when they moved in there, right, they, they're the first, first black couple in living, in, living in, in Two Creeks, right? So they're going to come to the club, right? He shows up with, and it was, it was nice. It was, I mean, he could go in any restaurant in town with that stuff on, but not in there. I thank God I was at the front door. <laughs> and I said, hey, uh, you know, uh, 
going to change, right? Right? Because that's the last thing we need is here's the black guy coming in, right? And he's a, he's a, he's a nice dresser. I mean, I mean he, right? But it's a learning, it's a learning process. It's, 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 it's a mannerism. If you're going to be rich, think your manners are going to change. Come on now. You got you to know, know how to talk. You got to know how to shut up. You got to know, know how to conduct yourself in whatever situation you may encounter, especially when you're around more rich folk. And some people, they don't like you. For whatever reason, I was walking Simon. This I didn't tell you about this. I was walking Simon uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm out there walking Simon along, and here comes two ladies walking towards me, and you know, hey, right? How y'all doing, right? And uh, the younger lady never looked at me. The older one glared at me, <laughs> like, like like this. While I'm walking by, I'm like, how you all doing? It's a lovely day, isn't it? And just like, right? Now, I wanted to say, did you hear me? I'm talking to you. But I can't go where they are or I'll short circuit. Where God has elevated us to. See? You get that too, huh? (laughs) Ah, just you wait. (laughs) Are you in Genesis? Genesis 41. Come on now. Joseph, dreamer, about to go into the palace. Right? Let's put our eyes straight on it. Verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he, Joseph, shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. He did that. He did that. He's a prisoner. He could have just gone up there all ragged out. Right? But he didn't. He didn't. Come on now. He shaved himself, changed his clothes. Why? He, 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 he about to go in where he going to. Folks, understand your mannerism has to change. Come on now. There's certain little jokes you can't say no more. You got to be careful what you say and who you say it around. Come on now. There's, 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 how do I say this, Lord? There's a prestige that you must yield to. I'm not talking about you think you all that. And you, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about knowing how to conduct yourself among people of means. 
and how to conduct yourself around people who ain't got nothing. Your mannerisms got to change. That old thing, well, that's just who I am. Yeah, that's just who you, who you are. You're going to stay right there. You don't know who you am. You don't know what manner of spirit you are. See? Come on now. Your mannerisms. How you conduct yourself. How you carry yourself. It's being observed. It's being watched. And see, when you first start, uh, it, it can feel so unnatural. It can, it can feel like, uh, you know, you're just pretending. It's called corresponding action. See, it's corresponding action. There's, there's nothing in that club that intimidates me now. Nothing. Don't care, don't care what time of day, what kind of they, they got going on. When I walk in and there's people... There's people that, you know, they, they, they won't give me the time of day because they know who I am. Others, others will wave and holler at me when I come in. See? But I'm not intimidated. Come on now. Not intimidated. I don't know, I don't know what they got, but I know what I got. And I got what they need. Had two little ladies, had two little ladies come over to the side, see, because they, they don't, want, don't want nobody to see. They come, this year, about 10 years ago, come over to the side and they said, Pastor Philip, we're so glad you're in here. We watch you on television. We're just glad you're here. Just want, want you to know we're glad you're here. Never saw them again. Right? Well, I probably saw them again, but uh, the point being is they're not going to step out of that circle they're in to get in this yet. Right? But they were glad. Come on now. That the wild preacher's in there. Hallelujah. Now see, God told me that that's my mission field. I mean, what in there? That's, that's, that's my mission field. So I got to know, you know, like when I went to the Marshall Islands, we had to learn their culture. Otherwise, you can do things that offend and you don't even know you're doing it, right? Well, folks, let, let me tell you. You can sit there and, and, and think all you want to that you know how to act when you're around rich folk. But now get around rich folk. Come on. Some of them are very uh, loud. The Bible says that rich, the rich answers roughly. See? And they think, they think that whatever they say is, is, is everyone's listening to their voice because that's how it is at their company. Well, I don't work for you. You ain't my boss. And my boss is bigger than your boss. 
And if you happen to be the boss, I'm a boss. I'm the CEO of my company. Hey, you, hey, you, you talking to me? I got a rich heritage. Come on, somebody. You can't be intimidated. But your mannerism has to be, that's right, in control, Kim. It has, you, cannot, you cannot let that uh, place. I mean, look, if you go in just to, for an interview and you fall to pieces, see, come on now, you, you, you got you to, gotta, you gotta, whether you get the job or not, you ought to have confidence when you go in there. Not, not sit there and, and, and say, well, I really need this job, and if I had this job, and there you are begging as a child of the king. See? He shaved himself, changed his raiment. Now listen. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt mannerisms, good manners. See? So don't be talking stupid. Don't be putting yourself down. See? Talk, you know, the Bible says not to think of yourself more highly than you ought. But you ought to be thinking highly. Didn't say not to think highly. He said more highly. See? And, and, and where God elevates you to, you're going to have to get your mind wrapped around it. That you, Look, you don't know. You just don't know that place. See? You don't know. And when God lifts you up because you're a daughter and a son of Abraham, when he lifts you up in there, okay, now, be, I learn. I, I, I observe. I observe. I'm very, I'm very, you know, left to myself. I cannot speak all day. Don't bother me at all. Alberta all the time say, are you listening to me? I, I can, because my voice is my job. And so when I'm not, when my voice, when I'm, when I'm not working, I, 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 I'm a very observant person. And in observing people, I, I become very discerning. And you can start reading people and, and how the real and not so real. Right? And uh, if you listen to the Holy Ghost, He's the Lord our God that teaches us to profit and leads us in the way wherein we should go. He will teach you how to have proper manners. I ain't talking about... Do we use the outside fork? Or I ain't talking about all that. Even though you know that it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt you to know that, <laughs> right? But it but but more how to just handle yourself to where you're not falling all over yourself in a moment of possible opportunity. See, see, and not only just in a in a in a moment of possible opportunity. Just living that way. See? See? You catching this? How to become rich. Got to let go of the stuff. Right? 
can't hide behind the stuff anymore. Right? You got to recognize and carry your rich family heritage on. You got to pass it on to your children. Yeah, I mean, you, you, might, you might be the first generation in your family that's getting a hold of this. But if Jesus should tarry, th then your children, your grandchildren should be raised up in the blessing of Abraham. Should be raised up in that generational blessing. See? Come on now. You following this? And then that last one. What is it? So the whole conclusion is all poverty lack actions must be replaced by rich actions. All poverty lack actions must be replaced by rich actions. See? Now, these are things God began to show Mama Alberta out at the farm about being in the royal family. She tried to tell me back then, and I was so Kentucky hillbilly, I couldn't understand what she's saying. She's saying, you know, God telling me if I was Queen Elizabeth's uh, daughter that I would have to learn how to walk this way and dress this way and talk this way. And I'm like, come on, we need gas in the car. And what are you talking about? You, you understand what I'm saying? She got a hold of it. She got a hold of it. See, it took me a while. But I got her now. <laughs> I got her now, bless God. See? And, and, and uh, look. When there's... Oh, boy. They're gonna, the, the, the spies are going to just jump all over what I'm about to say. There is uh, an aura that you project off of you as God elevates you from rich, one level of rich to another level of rich to another level of rich. There's something about you See, you know, we, we were at a restaurant in California, and uh, I'm paying for it, right? And we had uh, a brother and a sister with us, and uh, the waitress came around, and this, the sister just starts tearing into this waitress about this, about that, you know, and Okay, okay, whoa, 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 time out, time out. You ain't paying for this. You ain't got the food yet. Slow down, right? Right? And, and, and I'm sitting there listening, and, you know, I'm looking at the waitress, and I could tell she knew that I'm the man. Come on now. Right? Come on now. Right? And that I can make all this better. I haven't said anything. I'm just sitting there. But that's what's coming off of me. 
Are you following this? And did. Right? We were just in a restaurant. This was just a couple weeks ago. And see, this is, what, this, this is how God wants to use you. I walk in this restaurant, and uh, we, want, we want the booth way in the back. There's no servers back there. They're telling me there's no servers. I walk in. They see it's me. We're going to get a server back there, right? <laughs> right? So we get a server. Like, you don't get the check, right? That one waitress does <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're fighting over the check in a Chinese restaurant this years ago, and, and the waitress says, uh, not you. You're blessed to be a blessing. I, I, I'll share this and, and just uh, close. I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, this waitress, a little black uh, girl waiting on us, just sweet and just making us as comfortable as can be. I've never seen her before. And... Uh, you know, she just waited on us with a smile and so on and so forth. But Alberta, uh, Mama Alberta, at the, at the end, you know, uh, I'm going to bless her, right? And so we're with another couple, and uh, the meal was like $100 or something, you know. And so I put a $50 tip on her, right? And uh, Alberta sees her and says, do you know Jesus? And she said, oh, yes, ma'am. You know, and, and, and Mama Albert said, I can tell by your smile that uh, you see a lot, of, a lot of people are smiling, but they got a bunch of stuff going on. <laughs> right? And I said, uh, now, is this going to help you? And she saw that tip, and she went, what? And she just she started tearing up. I said, and I, then I pulled a $100 bill out of my pocket and gave that to her. I, now watch this. She buried her head on my shoulder, grabbed me around, and she cried until my shoulder was soaking wet. Come on now. Come on now. Right? Right? See, God wants to make you a blessing. Right? But now watch, you don't get that by dominating some waitress. You know, there's, you don't know what they're going through. Okay, the steak didn't get cooked right. All right, you know, go cook, go get you a steak and cook it at your house or something. Whatever, just ease up. Mannerism, how you conducting yourself, right, right, right. Now see, watch this. Somebody can go up to her and tell her that's that cult leader. That's that false prophet. And, and she can say, like, like the blind man said, when Jesus opened the eye, <laughs> I don't know, but all I know is that I needed $150. 
<laughs> Hallelujah! Shout it out, I'm rich. I'm rich. Shout it like an army. Hallelujah, Pastor Jonathan. Come on and give God a grand of praise tonight. Come on, come on. Glory to God. Come on, give God a rich praise tonight if you receive that word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs>